I was a little bit scared of my first drama teacher. You know, of course, if you know me at all, that I wasn't scared off by her, but she was a bit intense. Working with her was not for the faint of heart. This was before the camp that I've told you all about a few times before, the one that I, where I learned so much about community. I began with this teacher, Mrs. A., in the third grade and kept with her right up through middle school when I became too old for her productions. Her auditions were rigorous, and many young children didn't make it in. She was not the kind of teacher who seemed to nurture the young ones in her care at first glance. She was a yeller, a perfectionist, someone that made it very clear when she was upset. There were no questions about what she wanted from us. On-time arrival was imperative to every rehearsal, where we would sit in the audience in alphabetical order to prevent too much socializing when we weren't on stage rehearsing. During performances, she would sit in front of the front row on the ground and gesture emphatically when she wanted more volume or bigger smiles. She was the most clear about the fact that everyone must smile at all times on stage. The worst thing you could possibly do during a performance is wave at your mother or father or family member in the audience. It was absolutely unacceptable, and you would be called out about it in front of the whole cast after the show if you broke this very important rule. But the reason behind this rule that she told us and behind the need for all of us to, to smile was a lesson that stuck with me and warms my heart to this day. Mrs. A taught us that every single one of us was a star. No matter how old we were, no matter how small our role was in the show, no matter how many lines we had or didn't have, she taught us that the production was only as good as the smile on each of our faces during a big chorus number. The whole stage picture, the experience for each audience member, depended on each and every one of us being totally committed in each moment that we were visible to the audience. When I think back on the rules and her strict demeanor and the fear I sometimes had of her, I smile and know that my smile matters just as much as the kids who got the lead roles. For an awkward kid in elementary school and middle school, a geek by all accounts, this lesson meant the world to me. No matter how unpopular I was, I was a star. Mrs. A saw something in us that she wouldn't, or she wouldn't have cast us at all. And when she gave me bigger roles, with more lines or sometimes even a solo, the elation was incredible. I felt that spark in me flaming more brightly. Sure, she didn't seem like the nurturing type at first. 
She wasn't a stereotypically warm teacher, but she nurtured our inner stars in a way that was somewhat priceless. She taught me that there was something precious in me and that with enough discipline and dedication, I could share it with those around me in a way that changed them and perhaps would change the world. I haven't always remembered this lesson she taught me, though, so long ago. It's an easy one to forget. Sure, when I was in with my theater crowd over the years, I felt special and loved, but the rest of the time, times when I was picked on in school, or when I felt lost, or alone, or confused by the complexities of life and growing up, it was too easy to forget that there was a bright star within me. The longing was so great at times, the yearning for something deeper, something that made me feel whole. The feeling of my own star, of the light that shone from within me, faded at times. I know that it was there, but I couldn't feel it as readily. I've been finding ways to feel it more ever since. So much of my spiritual journey has been about connecting to the feeling of my own wholeness, to the feelings of being loved, to the feeling of being blessed. I believe that it is true that we are all whole, all loved, all blessed. But it's much easier to believe something like that in general than it is to feel it in yourself. It's often much easier for me to see it in someone else than it is for me to connect with it in myself. I see it quite easily in you as individuals and as a community. So many people come to a church community to feel their own inner star, to nurture it so that it shines more brightly. Many of us here have experienced time, times when our star has not been nurtured, has not been encouraged to shine. Some of us have had experiences when our star has been stomped out, pushed around, shunned. We come to this place where we believe in everyone's inner starlight because we know that the consequences of not being allowed to shine or of having our light covered by someone else are great. We know what the legendary, tormented starlet Marilyn Monroe said, we are all of us stars and we deserve to twinkle. And we know that this place allows us to find our twinkle, to break out of the ways our stars have been covered or hidden. And we have learned how powerful we can be when we shine. We've learned that together we are creating a little bit of heaven here in our corner of the earth. Now, even if you've read the brochure that came with your pledge card this year, some of the contents, I think, bear repeating. 
because it's too easy to just gloss over all of the incredible things that have occurred here in the last year. And it's far too easy for us to focus on the areas which still require some more attention, the things we are still working on, rather than celebrating all of our major accomplishments in such a short period of time. So I'd like to celebrate for a moment what we've done here by twinkling with each other. Most importantly, we've shown through our actions that we are investing in ourselves. We're doing more than pay lip service to how precious this place is. We've put our money and our time and energy where our mouths are. We've begun budgeting for major improvements that will be necessary soon in the future. Our space is sparkling with new floors, chairs, drapes, and sealed roads that make me smile at least twice a day, once on my way up the hill and once on my way to the car. Our grounds continue to highlight the natural beauty of the earth thanks to hours of hard work from our garden team. And we are taking care of ourselves in more ways than just the physical. The time and energy we've devoted to the creation and implementation of our healthy relationship covenant shows how much we value this beloved community and are willing to have the hard conversations that will help it to live into its promise of truly nurturing all people as we strive to be good to one another. Our investment in our young people is already paying off. Our coming-of-age youth are eager and excited to travel to Boston this week to see and experience some of what makes our faith tradition so rich and special, both in our history and in our associations present. Our youth fellowship is growing in a way that has proven to grow churches time and time again. The youth are bringing their friends. Over time, it's common for friends who engage in youth programming to encourage their parents to bring them to church on Sundays. And soon we have a whole new family because of having incredibly special youth programming. But more importantly, our youth find enough value in what they receive here on Wednesday nights that they want to bring their friends with them. What a gift we are giving to our young people at a time when they are in need of support. And let's celebrate this incredible fact. Our average children's religious education attendance on Sunday mornings has doubled in the past year. And we have shown ourselves to be incredibly generous. In addition to our pledge drive last year, we raised $40,000 for our ordination festivities and capital improvements in the matter of just a few months. Let's not forget that. And our our auction again raised about $10,000 over what we had projected. Between these two events, we raised over $70,000 on top of our annual pledge drive. 
No one can argue, knowing this, that we don't have enough in this church. There's clearly an abundance of money among us, not just of love and dedication. And we've made a huge leap this year in our effort to move towards becoming a fair share congregation, a term used to celebrate those congregations within the Unitarian Universalist Association who give their full share toward the financial health of the association to pay for the staff and programs nationally that support all of our congregations in countless ways. In the last year, we more than tripled our giving to our district and our association, giving, getting us much closer to pay, paying our fair share for all of the resources we receive from our larger faith. And we have shown ourselves to be generous to outside organizations as well. Just in the last year, we have given away over $16,000 to nonprofit organizations that are in line with our mission through our generosity offerings. The most clear indication of someone's values is their budget, where they spend their money. The same is true for organizations. We've made significant strides in the last year to show that what we value in our budget and how we are together. We've shown that we value ourselves first and foremost. Our generosity to our church home is something to rejoice. We've shown that we value our children not just as our future, but as our present. And there's so much more that we can do to make this ever more clear. We did a lot to enhance the space on this end of the building this year, and much is left to be done in the RE wing to show how much we value our children, especially as the program is growing so rapidly. We've shown that we value our association and want to contribute to its health and vitality. We've shown that we value the earth and its resources through our Green Sanctuary program, and we will have to have some hard conversations in the years to come about how much we are willing to give in order to truly live these values. Are we willing to spend more to be environmentally conscious? We've shown that we value the good work of justice and hope that is being done in the world within and outside of these walls. By supporting our church community, by stretching yourself a little bit more, you will continue to allow us to build on this strong foundation. And more importantly, you will be aligning your budget a bit more with your values. You have shown how much you value hope. You have shown that you believe in its promise and its vision. You know that when you let your star shine and you encourage another to twinkle, our beacon can be seen from all around. Our light pours down this hill for people to see from miles around not just because of the lights atop our cell tower. We are creating an incredible constellation up here. 
Our stars, when shining together, cannot be missed or overlooked. They come together to create one of the most beautiful pictures I've ever seen. Now, we believe more than just that there is a star in everyone. We know scientifically that we are all made of stardust. Unitarian Universalist minister David Bumbaugh wrote that we are all recycled stardust. In his book, The Universe from Nothing, Why There is Something Rather Than Nothing, theoretical physicist Lawrence Krauss puts it this way. The amazing thing is that every atom in your body came from a star that exploded. And the atoms in your left hand probably came from a different star than your right hand. It really is the most poetic thing I know about physics. You are all stardust. You couldn't be here if the stars hadn't exploded. Because the elements, the carbon, nitrogen, oxygen, iron, all the things that matter for evolution weren't created at the beginning of time. They were created in the nuclear furnaces of stars. And the only way they could get into your body is if those stars were kind enough to explode. So forget Jesus. The stars died so that you could be here today. The stars died so that you could be here today. And we give our light. We shine our stardust, not just for ourselves, but for all those who will come after us. For all those who will need this place of love and mystery long after we are gone. One of the most well-known grief experts, psychiatrist Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, writes... Watching a peaceful death of a human being reminds us of a falling star. One of a million lights in a vast sky that flares up for a brief moment only to disappear into the endless night forever. It's true of not just our deaths, but also our lives. We are one of a million lights in the vast sky that flare for a brief moment only to disappear into the endless night forever. Knowing that our light only shines for such a brief time, it is so important that there is so much that we can leave behind. We know, actually, that we will leave all we have behind because we can take nothing with us when we return to the source of all there is. But our light can remain more strongly if we join it with others. By building, helping to build this beloved community, a place that will shine ever brighter because you have given of yourself, your star will shine so long after you're gone. Don't you owe it to the star that died so that you could live? Don't you owe it to the millions of people who struggle each day for religious freedom? And to the children on the playground who are being asked if they are saved 
and told that there is something wrong with them because they have different beliefs? Don't you owe it to our gay, lesbian, bisexual, and transgendered siblings who are still fighting to be treated as human beings in this society? And to the people of color who are still striving to break out of our culture's vast systems of oppression? Don't you owe it to all those who don't fully know how beautifully they can shine? And to all those who live in fear, who feel lost, who believe they are not enough or unloved or broken. Our faith can heal those wounds. And our faith stands in solidarity in the fight for justice with all those who are not given equal opportunity to fulfill their own potential. Our faith saves lives. What a gift to be able to contribute to such a vision. What an honor to have such a glorious tradition to build on. What wondrous and merciful stars there are in our heavens. If we shine more brightly by giving more of our treasures and our time and our talents to this place, we will pull down more of the heavens and create a more beautiful paradise here on earth. May it be so, and amen.